podcast number 41, where we're going to be getting some first impressions of the Xbox Series X and talking about Watchdog Legion and Genshin Impact. I'm your co-host, Andy, here with... Uh, Brent, Arcadia. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How you doing, Brent? Oh, I'm swell. Uh, been, been playing the, the new Xbox for a few days, uh, in a good mood. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I've been playing Cook, Serve, Delicious for a few days, uh, which is, I think, uh, on par as exciting, Cook, Serve, Delicious 3, as the Xbox Series X. So, uh, D- does what, it have ray tracing? Oh, I think he traced some of the artwork. Okay. From, like, from like pictures of, of from cookbooks, would be my guess. Oh, so, yeah, okay. well, kind of. Okay, well, that, that sounds less Xbox interesting. Thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I got a Series X, uh, came out yesterday as of recording, I think, if I have my days straight. I've uh, been playing Watch Dogs Legion, Yakuza, Like a Dragon, or Yakuza 7, and a little bit of Tetris Connected. Um, and yeah, there's there's certain things that really stand out as next-gen, and then there's certain things that are sort of like very grounding as far as we've come technologically. Like, yeah, there's there's only so much more we can go before games have to look really weird or way way too uncanny Canny Valley hyper realistic. <laughs> but but yeah, so I've been playing mostly Watch Dogs Legion. They updated that with uh, 4K 60 frames per second and ray tracing and honestly, it's 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 beautiful. And I'll I'll talk about the game later on in the show, but it's it's really really beautiful when you get to fl- float around London at night and just like look at all the, the beautiful bridges, the Eye of London. It's it's something else. And I was I bought it originally on the One X to so that I had like some sort of true concept of the leap. And honestly, it wasn't a tremendous leap uh, graphically, uh, visually. It's sort of nuanced. Like you really have to look for like these beautiful lighting effects and like you have to know like. You have to sort of train your eye to be able to even tell the difference between 1080p and 4K. Um, uh, most people from 10, 12 feet back can't tell a difference, right? So it's, it's so it's not like that experience you get going into Best Buy when they've got the TV set up with that five-minute clip, you know, montage of flowers and football games. Yeah, exactly. And it's all running at like 240 fucking hertz or something. And it's like, <laughs> this is too smooth. This is This is uncomfortable. No, but so not that though. not not quite that, but um, I guess the console can handle up to one twenty uh, frames per second. My TV doesn't support uh, one twenty, so it doesn't matter for me much. But um, yeah, other otherwise, uh, some quick hits. The quick resume feature is very cool, but right now it only works on half of the Series X games. It apparently works on all of the backwards compact games, and so what Quick Resume is is essentially, uh, you, it'd be sort of like having like five different games running on your PC and then minimizing four of them and just playing one at a time and then re re maximizing it. Not that fast; it still takes like ten so seconds or so. This is something that has to be added. Do you know if this is something that the developer has to do to make it compatible with Quick Resume? Is it something that has to be done per game? As far as I know, it's considered a bug on the games that don't currently support it because okay. it's it's the entire backwards compat library now, which is like a thousand plus games, and most of the 
the current Series X optimized games. So I, I was definitely disappointed in that because obviously I tried it out immediately with Watch Dogs in the middle of a mission. It's like, yeah, I can't wait to see this in action. Just booted up Tetris Connect, played a couple th- rounds, and then went back to Watch Dogs Legion, and it restarted, restarted the game. And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, I was in the middle of a mission. No! So I looked it up, mm. and I was bummed to hear that Watch Dogs Legion's, of course, was one of the five games. And the other one's fucking Yakuza, so the two main games I've been playing, of course. But, of course. <laughs> yeah. But uh, apparently Assassin's Creed Valhalla is, it works with that. I've, I've seen videos of it working with like larger games like Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto on backwards combat. So once it's working, it will be a very, very awesome feature to have moving forward. Yeah, it kind of seemed like one of the killer features for them this gen was that idea of having that many games going at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what PlayStation does to sort of compete with like features like that. Like I'm, the the features I'm really interested in with the PlayStation are like the the super hap- haptic feedback in the controller. I'm hearing that's actually really wonderful to use. I'm very curious mm-hmm. about it. Um, but otherwise, like new feature wise, I really haven't heard too much out of the PS5. Like you, you're pretty much expecting like what you got last gen, which is you know incredible games, which is what it's supposed to do, but. Not much marked improvement from generation to generation, like hardware and feature-wise, on the console itself. Well, but that's that's kind of been their thing, hasn't it? Uh, which part? I mean, they they haven't had a lot of huge new features at the console or you know console OS level from three on. Yeah. It's you, yeah. you don't have you don't have the. You don't have people talking about what goes on outside of the game, other than, I guess, people talking about PSN. Yeah, yeah, they, they have made improvements to PSN, but, I mean, nobody really talks about PSN in the same breath they do with, like, Xbox Live. Um, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wasn't using PS4 as my daily driver, but it, it seemed like they had a good grasp on, like, organization, like, um, events and stuff. And honestly, their okay. their community hub is better, but that's all basically design. That's not really features. So right. So right. that's why I'm hoping that maybe they've been holding back on information on the new new consoles, and we'll hear more about it when it actually releases. But I mean, I'm not really holding my breath on that one. <laughs> how does the how does the controller feel? I've heard it. The D pad is clicky, which I'm excited about. Uh, the D pad's very clicky. Uh, the whole co- controller is kind of more clicky. The uh, trigger buttons are a little bit uh, tougher to, to pull, um, so you, you get a bit more resistance, which feels really good for shooters because that's one of the worst things is having to go like up and down. It like kind of works out your finger in the wrong way. So that and the the new grips on the back are my favorite thing. It sort of feels almost like a, like a plastic sandpaper. Like you, you really get a good grip on the bad boy. Um, it's it's smaller, it's more lightweight than the old one, and it has a share button now, which literally is Ooh. like, it's one touch, one tap, take a screenshot, hold down, take a video. Pretty simple, but honestly, like, once they removed the Kinect, it, it became really hard on the Xbox to, like, do all of these social things, because with the Kinect, you should be like, like, Xbox record that, or Xbox screenshot that, and Xbox, you know, upload it, or whatever the fuck else. Then when they took it out, you had to like, you had to like double click on the Xbox button and then hit X or hit Y, and by that time, like it wasn't really at the exact same point where you wanted it to record, so you might not get the right recording. So it it 
became kind of stanky, but um, this this new share button seems very handy, honestly. And how open is it with the places you can share it to? Um, the, it as far as I know from the actual console, not too many. I think you can tweet it out, uh, but that might also be PlayStation. I may not be the right guy to answer this, but if you access anything from your cell phone app, which obviously isn't part of the console itself, it's a different thing, but you can access all of that stuff from your phone and then do any normal sharing uh, that you would do with any any photo on your phone. Post it to Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, because I think like to the uh, the share button on the Switch and how functionally useless that is for trying to get the stuff that you want to share off of there. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that I had that, but I know I know exactly what you mean. I think that what are your options are like Facebook and Twitter, and that's it. Yeah, and obviously, like you have to be connected to Wi-Fi, which most of the time when I'm using a switch, I'm not. Yeah, so yeah, it's not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is it is it a buy for you? Would you say that that this has uh, so far been a worthwhile experience? You've been enjoying it enough. I like it enough, um, but I I'm mainly in the Xbox ecosystem, so I'm doing already doing everything I was doing before, but it's objectively better. So that's that's worth the price of entry for me. For a lot of people, I think they're gonna see that there's not really any big killer apps on the console yet, and like even Cyberpunk could have been that because um, I know Xbox has a marketing deal with them, so they're gonna be shucking it pretty hard. Um, even if when they, they can, when they, whenever they can. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on how people are using it. If, if you're the type of person that only plays five games a year and that game's not out yet and eh, you don't, don't deal with the, the low supplies right now. It's too, too stressful, too much of a pain in the ass. It was hard for me to get one and I had fucking like four alarms set. It was, <laughs> it was, pain. It was just, just too much. But when that game comes out, I, I think this is a, a great console, whatever game you want to play on it. So you think this is going to be your daily driver going forward? Well, yeah, that's, this is the only next-gen console I have so far. Um, I'll get the PS5 sooner or later when it's back in stock and et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, I, I'm mainly going to be using this probably daily, and it's 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 good. It's good for, good at what it does, for sure. Does it have Game Pass already ready to go on there? Like, how's the Game Pass selection? Yeah, yeah, it's it's all on there. Honestly, one of the the coolest things I think I've ever done with a console was unplug my external hard drive from my One X and plug it into the Series X, and it just just worked. TM, <laughs> literally, I I, <laughs> I plugged it in and then I booted up the Division Two the other day and played with well, some friends. I'm and, sorry. Yeah, well, we're not gonna talk about Division Two now. And <laughs> 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 I'll bum us all out. Yeah, it was it was very impressive that that worked. That that's to me is a next gen feature because like backwards compatibility obviously was a thing last gen to like a lesser limited degree, and now it's right. just it's just like a PC. It's like you own that game, you have it installed on this hard drive. That hard drive is formatted for Windows OS. You can play it like simple. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good system. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the future, thank God. <laughs> we finally made it. <laughs> the past was not great. Oh, and the SSD I haven't mentioned is just amazing. It's like cut down load speeds by like a quarter. We did a we did a quick test with Sea of Thieves just to see the load times. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it was very fit. come on, man. <laughs> You're bombing everyone out. Um, 
And yeah, it was substantially faster. It looked amazing in 4K, 60 frames per second. So even in like games that are a little bit older now, be like the fidelity updates that they're doing for them are are sharp and very noticeable so you, side by side. You're still getting that kind of that feeling of if not next gen in the visuals of the game, at least like I'm clearly on a better machine with better hardware, better optimized. Yeah, ex- exactly. And uh, while there's not a lot of like quality of life improvements for the individual games themselves, like we've seen in the past, um, you know, everything's everything's working a bit more well oiled. So hopefully that leads to better better technological advances, especially when like Unreal Five starts running. It's gonna be it's gonna be a nice nice time for gamers. Ooh yeah, Unreal Five. I forgot about that demo. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever the hell Square's new engine is. <laughs> they may or may not ever actually use, other than for uh, Kingsglaive. Oh, right, Kingsglaive. Man, you're just, you're throwing all sorts of terms at me that I I just completely forgotten about. Oh, Kingsglaive, that's deep cut. They they made a whole movie in that engine that they demoed once, and it was beautiful, but it looked weird, and it was very clearly like a game engine. Very... Which movie was that? Do you remember? It was the Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, I don't know, even know what to describe it. It sort of happens during the events of Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, but I don't think I've seen that one. I've saw a couple of the Final Fantasy movies, and it's it's one of the more missable ones. I watched it because I was really into fifteen, and I was like, "Well, I like this more than I thought I would." Time to watch the movie, and hmm. in the context of the game, it was alright. <laughs> if you don't care for the game. Or don't care about watching the movie at this point, don't watch it. <laughs> Simply do not. That seems like good advice. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that that pretty much covers it. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more as I've been using it for more than a day and a half, two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's good to get that kind of uh, impression from someone who's got first-hand experience and yeah, I mean, that's that. That's all that I can say. That of experience. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of this information, obviously, in like previews and stuff. But it's it's sure. very different getting it hands on. And nobody was talking about quick resume not working. So I definitely wanted to note that, at least not working a hundred percent. You're the first person I've seen mention it. So either I'm not doing a very good job keeping up with the with the news, which is entirely possible, or. <laughs> It's not being as widely reported, and so obviously is some kind of deep state conspiracy that you and I have uncovered here, <laughs> and uh, we'll be accepting your Pulitzer any time. Yeah, well, once once we start journalizing everything we do, uh, well, I'm sure we'll be Pulitzer as well. Does it does it count if I just post about this on my Zanga? Uh, if you can still access your Zanga, then yes, I think so. Damn it. Well, I don't think I can get up my Hotmail account anymore, so I'm not going to be able to reset that password. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's just really taking they, you back yeah they i'm pretty sure they shut down hotmail is that really still a thing every once in a yeah, while i think i think if you if you had a hotmail email you can migrate it over to outlook but you still can keep your hotmail email oh well, that's one of those like prestige emails yeah like, oh yeah like me having brent at gmail.com yeah Ooh, that's very nice now everyone knows how to get at you there you go it's not my real email. <laughs> sure it isn't. <laughs> hey, should we talk about uh, Genshin Impact in our showcase? Oh, right. In the thing s- that we're here to do. We didn't have news this week, right? Just that. 
I've, I've already forgotten. No, I think that was basically okay. it. Um, you know, I I tried very lazily to talk about Cook Serve Delicious 3 and find a way to shoehorn a minute of me talking about how fun of a game that is, but I couldn't find a good segue into that, so I, I don't know how mm. I would ever... Is it on Series X? Organically or you know, work that in. No, it's it's on PC, so um, so I just don't think I'm going to get a chance to to mention how much fun Cook Serve Delicious 3 is <laughs> or that it's available now for anyone who wants to play it. I just I don't see any any uh, easy transition there. You know what they really need is a, a PC two. <laughs> if PC was so good, they would have made a second one by now. Exactly, the proof's in the pudding. Think about it. Think about yeah. it. Genshin Impact, on the other hand, Genshin Impact is an interesting little thing, and it's actually it's not little; it's very large. It is a free-to-play game available on, you know, just about everywhere, uh, except possibly Xbox currently. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is on Xbox. No, but it is on PS4. It is on Android and iOS. It's on Windows. It's coming out for Switch and PS5 some point in the future i'm guessing that you guys on on xbox will get a chance to play it eventually i don't know why you wouldn't it's a open world how do you explain this game (laughs) it's it plays it's an open world rpg Mm -hmm. and it plays almost like you get you took a bunch of talented people and explained breath of the wild to them and what the appeal of Breath of the Wild was, and then told them to make a Dragon Quest-y RPG or something. Like, uh-huh. it's got a lot of that kind of running around exploration, climbing up walls with stamina meters and things like that, and it feels very Breath of the Wild-y at times. But other times it is basically just kind of like hack and slashy combat that is very... Um, it's much more in the... Because you have a party of people, of four people that you can switch between. And use the each have elemental powers that can combo and build off each other so there's a lot of and i can't think of i'm sure there's games you might know better than i do but ones where you're constantly swapping out who you're playing as all right switch to this guy do this attack then switch to this guy and then do this buff which will buff this next guy's attack and you know kind of building off each other like that hmm. yeah it sounds a little bit like final fantasy 12 maybe okay okay maybe um but that's kind of the general loop of it you go around finding, trying to find more people, more weapons. It's got your standard systems of cooking things and crafting weapons and upgrading your weapons and upgrading your persons and building up your adventure rank and all of those different systems upon systems upon systems upon systems that you find in these, the style of RPG. Hmm. But it's a free-to-play game. And that's what interested me so much about it, much in it. Because I don't, on its own, if this had cost like 10, 15 bucks, I wouldn't have really been interested at all. Mm. But the idea that this was a game, and I saw a couple of videos that looked impressive, you know, just for video, for uh, graphics and gameplay wise, I was very intrigued by it. And it is a, a, a remarkable free to play game. It's just for what you can do. This feels like you're playing a a double A game or even a triple A game from a double A company. Okay. 
like the just the controls are extremely responsive the animations are really smooth everything i haven't encountered a single bug in the entire time oh, i've played whoa. yeah i know right the load times are good the character creation is is or a character's not creation character design there we go character design is all you know the characters are all unique they don't feel like they're made up of a bunch of copy paste things of like all right here's a body and it's got hair a and eyes c and hmm. mouth j it all feels like a real game but it's free <laughs> but it's free so do you feel like the game's been trying to ring you out at all for money oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay yes okay. Yeah. no it, it's it's an insane because it's a gotcha game yeah uh which is for those who aren't aware, gotcha games are ones where you are collecting through randomized drops or randomized loot boxes items and characters that have different ranks. And you're trying to get usually like an S rank or a five star character or item. And that's what you really want. And the only way to get that is to keep earning in game currency to buy more loot boxes to open and spin the wheel to try and get another one. <laughs> well which is very common in free-to-play games and and in not free-to-play <clears> games <throat> unfortunately Unfortunate. so this is this is very much a gotcha game the weapons everything is kind of geared around this system but it doesn't feel intrusive it's definitely there and you definitely feel it but it, it because it doesn't have the garish like you load up the game and the first thing is this pop-up covered in, in sirens and sparkles telling you that there's a double gems sale today and you get double gems in the next 12 hours for any gems you buy. And, mm. you know, this is like because they don't have all of that shit that you normally see in these free to play games. It, it's it doesn't have that same feel of a cheap mobile game. OK, despite the fact that they're literally running on the same metaphorical uh commerce engine yeah it's the same economy behind behind the scenes for both of them but one of them feels like a tacky disney sum sum game <laughs> and the other feels like a very well-made game inspired heavily by breath of the wild yeah that's i mean it, it's definitely important to note because it is a free-to-play game so like obviously if you play like a fifa or a madden you expect a certain amount of shit with fucking ultimate team or what have you but it's not right like, it's not like gonna affect you going and playing the career mode or anything so like it's an integral part of the entire experience so so are, are there like in-game ads or how, how does it manifest itself like the reaching into your pockets it, it's just kind of in a making you aware of the systems and giving you the currencies and it's it is lousy with in-game currencies yeah and converting one to the other and some in-game currencies you can only buy loot boxes a certain number of times a month with that in-game currency but you can convert it to a different type of currency where you can buy oh uh, uh, yeah uh, it's like yeah it's gross but it's all it's all like and a, and a behind the or a, a away from the main road layer, you know, a couple streets away. Okay. I can't think of the right terms. I have no words today. <laughs> but 
It's not obvious. It's not obtrusive. Yeah. I'm, you, I'm not doing that thing so that currency is irrelevant to me, right? Right. You can keep playing, and it doesn't ever really, other than showing you the one time it takes you through, all right, now go to the store, spend the stardust, get the thing, make a wish. The thing guys goes down, hey, look, you got a gigantic sword. Good for you. It doesn't, like, constantly remind you that it's there. It doesn't keep okay. pointing you there. It's just there. They're like, if you go, you hit escape or whatever it is on, on console among the many menus you're looking at and this thing is got thousands of menus and submenus because it's that style of RPG where everything is a is a submenu of a submenu of a submenu yeah but in there is the like hey look you have a you're, you've got a, a tier 3 character with a tier 4 weapon you know that those aren't the best you could have and over there is the store and there's a little red indicator on there to let you know that you have enough of a certain type of currency to buy a loot box if you want to. Mm. So it, but, it's definitely like pay to win then, obviously, if it's actual gear you're getting. It is, but it, it's pay to win in the sense that you that the people who pay money are going to get more spins and eventually get better gear. Yeah. It is not that I've seen there's no way to buy specific gear. Okay. So it's not that level of pay to win and i i have no idea if this game has um any pvp mm. i've not run into any okay so it's again still that doesn't make it not play to win i, I think there is some co-op you can do i haven't tried it out yet but there's not like a a ladder that i've seen where people are, are working their way up yeah so i guess what i'm most curious is about is like what your typical sort of gameplay loop looked like because everything you're saying makes sense but it doesn't sound fun yet (laughs) so i'm curious what what a typical play session for you is uh so what's interesting about this game and my experiences with it is that i'm extremely ambivalent to it and i'm very impressed with it and also hate it and okay (laughs) there's a lot i've got a lot of emotions (laughs) i i am i have a i have a child and I have a limited, because of that, I have a limited window each day where I can play games. It's not the eight hours it used to be, which is depressing and I hate. But, you know, that is the reality of the world that I live in. So I only have like an hour or two an evening to, to play a game. And there were several evenings in a row where because of the point in this game that I was, I was in story missions. And there were story missions where it was go to this place, talk to this guy, then go over here and talk. And it felt like for three days, all I was doing was talking to people and doing no actual gameplay. And I hated it so much. But in general, outside of that, generally, you load into the game and it just drops you wherever you last were. Like, it's just... Like it instanced the whole game for you, and it just all right. Here you are, back where you were. You're fighting that same dude, and you are again kind of like Breath of the Wild. You're running around. There are little environmental puzzles that open chests or make chests appear. If you kill these three guys, or you find a way to get to the top of this tree and get that thing, or you get these three beacons all lit up. You know that kind of like semi. Um, semi-natural feeling puzzle that you'd see in like a Breath of the Wild or, or yeah. Zelda-like game. Yeah, especially a lot of with those... the, like the Kokoros or whatever they were called. Yes, yeah, if you if you swapped out the Kokoro seeds with um, <laughs> with j- like a chest that you're trying to open and it's got some <laughs> bits Gypsy of medallions. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got little bits of loot in there. Um, so you go around, you go around, and you find these chests, and you unlock them. Maybe you go back to town and pick up a quest, which brings you to a dungeon. The dungeon is its own little instanced area where you go on a linear path, fighting dudes, and until you get to the end, you fight the big dude at the end. Often, when you're in a dungeon, it gives you like a trial of a character that you don't have yet. So you can play with them and get a feel for what their abilities are, what their play style is like, how they interact with and complement your team. Mm. Which is kind of neat and also kind of manipulative. <laughs> like, it's cool. A lot of games that I've played that are gacha games don't give you that option at all. So you could be trying to get a five-star character, and then when you finally get it, you're like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> like, I get he's five-star, but I don't like his play style. Yeah. Whereas, so you, you've got that... Um, but otherwise, you're just kind of running around an open world fighting stuff. It's a very chill. You're yeah, just kind of uh, collecting stuff, upgrading and, and customizing in a ver- in a in a way that feels very familiar. I guess I guess that makes sense because that's like sort of the appeal to mobile games, right? Is that they're they're not challenging at all. Like you just you just do it to occupy some mind space. <laughs> You're somewhere in between, like, totally bored and engaged in something. The challenge is definitely not a skill challenge. It's the challenge... It's almost like the challenge of an older RPG, in the uh, in the sense that there are just areas you're not going to be able to survive because you don't have your level and your equipment up to the right level. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just it. You're not going to make it through there. You're not going to do enough damage. You're going to hit that thing, and its life bar is not going to budge. Yeah. Sorry. And there's no way around that other than grinding to get to the next adventure level. It's an interesting game. Uh, as, as a point in gaming history, the, the idea that this game is free, if you had shown this game to me five years ago even, or ten years and said, hey, look at this game that you can play on your phone that's free. It would have blown my nut hair back. I would not know <laughs> what to do with myself. Like, it would have... It impressed me so much how well it ran on my shitty little LG phone. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily make it a good, fun game that I want to play all the time. It's just fine. Yeah. It amazes me that it's made over $250 million so far. Within, like, the first month of its release. Yeah, that's sort of what's made it so notable. It's so profitable. And I I get it. I get how someone, especially someone who's not looking to spend $60 and buy the new Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest game. Yeah. Like, they're just looking for something they can get into, play for a little while, play for half an hour, 45 minutes, kill some stuff, get a little bit of gear, open a loot box, and be done. Yeah. It's an impressive achievement <laughs> conceptually. Everything about it impresses me, except the part where I played it. <laughs> well, and I was just kind of go. like, oh, this is all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, It sounds like a, a lot like your uh, flight sim- simulator experience. It, you know what? It is. In a lot of ways, it, <laughs> in a lot of metaphorical ways, it's basically like the Microsoft Flight Simulator of high-end gotcha games. <laughs> well, you know, that's it's probably high praise, but you might need to dig a few layers down. <laughs> I've not made it to the end game, 
but I've heard the end game gets super grindy. And, like, you're going to play a lot if you want to ever get past some of these time gates. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like the essence of gotcha, too, right? Is like you start playing it in the first five hours, it's just dumping shit on you. It's like, wow, oh, it's this incredible. is such a rewarding experience. How can this ever possibly change? And then it changes <laughs> dramatically, and you don't get anything for the next 20, 100 million hours of gameplay unless you pay four ninety nine. Yeah, that's effectively uh, what's going on. And I'm at the point now where I'm not opening four or five loot boxes in the evening, which is really sad because, like, that endorphin hit is really nice. Yeah. And it's really well animated. And what did I get? Oh, it's the same fucking bow I've gotten last four times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hopefully three yep. more days of grinding will be more rewarding. That, that part's stupid. But, yeah, the rest <laughs> of it is also a game. So, doesn't sound like it's for me. Would you recommend it to anyone? Yeah, I think... Because it's free, I'd recommend it to a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people who would just like me be intrigued at the idea of it. <laughs> and they would just get tickled at playing this game that feels like an Xbox 360 game on your phone. Yeah, a lot like how you might introduce someone to Kino, where it's like, I don't I don't really <laughs> totally get it, but it's, it's it occupies some of my time. It's not really boring or hard. But you may have a lifelong debilitating disease after, you know, five hours of playing it. You know, there's actually a lot of similarities to Kino. Because I, I think of it <laughs> like when you're on a road trip and you stop off at like a little roadside diner and they've got Kino that you can play at your table. Yeah. You've ever, you've ever been to one of those spots? Oh, yeah. I've had a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Y- you almost you want to play around just like I'm playing Kino while eating a burger. This is so neat, <laughs> wacky, and not like this is a sign of a very debilitating and manipulative and exploitative culture of gambling. Yes, <laughs> not literally. Like this is awful, and the fact that this exists in this way is horrible and needs to be stopped. <laughs> but it's so quirky. Look at me. I'm playing Kino at a little rest stop. The one time I'm supposed to have to myself when I'm. <laughs> during the day is my meals and i'm still gambling still (laughs) and that's basically this is like uh, you know i shouldn't be trying to find a game that's like breath of the wild on my phone like i should be okay with not having that and not and the trade-off not being like hey i'm gonna allow you to try and trick me into gambling (laughs) so i can play this pretty decent breath of the wild game yeah <laughs> no they'll get you eventually they always do dota got me finally but that's another topic entirely <laughs> <laughs> so, so i think i think there's something for people to get out of this there, there are definitely people that, that are going to enjoy this and i know that there is a subset of people who will enjoy this without spending any money they'll be able to just jump in play it and have fun and, and never get um never be bothered by it but it is extremely insidious yeah <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> the caveat I, I think this i think genshin impact will be one of those touchstone moments when you look back at the that what the 2020s in gaming were yeah and you know kind of like when people look back at the loot boxes in overwatch and they say like okay when when overwatch had loot boxes when that kind of started happening that's when it really exploded <laughs> I think this is this is this will be a turning point as well when companies will see like you know we can we put a little bit more effort into it and we make this a 
a bit more of a higher end game on mobile, we can get regular gamers in here to spend $250 million in a month. Yeah, sure enough. I've seen a lot of people on my friends list playing it too. People that I wouldn't think would want to play a game like that, but goes I mean, to show you. You see the picture? It got me. You see the pictures? You see the gifts? You think, shit, that's free? That's yeah. on my phone for free? <laughs> okay. All right, you got it. I'll try it. And here we are. Here I am talking about it. Any any last thoughts? Uh, don't play it. It's evil. But also, <laughs> okay. check it out. <laughs> Andy, you have a split personality disorder or something. Just today, though. No. Well, just, just because of Genshin Impact. <laughs> Interesting. I'm glad it. I'm glad it comes and goes. It's better than the alternative. <laughs> better than being able to deal with it properly. Why don't Why don't you take us in a much less contentious route uh, with Watchdog Legion? Okay. <laughs> Watchdog Legion is a game. It's a third third in the series. Uh, the Watchdog series. It takes place post Brexit, which is uh, in the not too distant future, where not not a political game though, right? Not a, not political at all. Says okay, says their PR team, um, but, but it's very political. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's very much in the same vein of the old games. You you hack into things. Uh, you, you hack into cameras to, to view around an area, a mission zone. You hack into gadgets. You have a little robot that you can scout with, and you can disrupt people's comms that stuns them and stuff. And you, essentially the entire loop of the game is you going through mission zones and clearing it out and doing whatever the arbitrary objective they set in this mission zone is. Um, this has been true of the last three but it's been the most true in this this game actually has maybe the the least amount of things to do outside of the actual missions you're essentially always just going into a mission zone scouting it out clearing it out and then leaving um outside of that there's really only like mini games which are not fun and delivery missions which are not fun um you, what what I've found is that I play it very similar to how I played Watch Dogs 2. Uh, the main appeals of the game was that you could be anyone, recruit anyone you want. If they have special skills, like, get them. But the reality is there's, there's a best set of team members. You find somebody that's really good at the thing you like doing, and then you use that. And most of those people are recruited not by actually walking around the world, but by... Uh, by finishing like burrows and doing like all of the quests in a burrow and then you unlock like a, a super super version of some class and those are oh. nine times out of ten the best class so you didn't actually do anything to recruit them you just did the thing you've already been doing which is finishing missions um oh that's kind of disappointing yeah as far as your teammates go um there's a couple that have like team-wide passives that I thought that was very cool. You could recruit someone and then like ne- you never have a reason to play as them, but they're good to have on your team. They're not just sitting on the bench waiting for this perfect moment for you to need, I don't know, bees, literally bees. <laughs> um, oh, see, no, don't tempt me because now I'm interested in the game. <laughs> that is one of the cooler things they added to the game, but it's bees? Not, not practical. Yeah, you can play as a beekeeper and throw it throw bees at people not throw oh, sh- you, you six swarms of pe- at people 
What's my what's my Ubisoft login again? <laughs> it it looks cool, but it's completely not practical. If if you played any Watch Dogs games, it's the game's a thousand times easier if you play stealthy. Basically, yeah. just just roam around, knock out people. The AI's borderline fucking drooling on themselves, so it's not usually a problem. You can upgrade your your little robot to be uh, be able to do takedowns. So you can literally be like a one foot high robot and go around just knocking off people and nobody can see it because you're one foot high people just sort of crumble <laughs> to the ground and nobody's the wiser i found that i played as the same character 90 percent of the time and it was because she was the a construction worker who had a one of those these big construction drones i don't know what they're called they're cargo drones so they're used for okay. lifting cargo you can ride them around town very slowly but it was way better than fast traveling and then stealing a car and going around. I would just slowly hover across London. And then when I got to the, the point, I'd go up really high, throw my spider bot into the zone. Spider bot would knock out everyone. And then depending on the mission, I, I would either have to get off of the cargo drone and finish the objective. Or in a lot of cases, the, the, the robot could finish the mission on its own. And I literally never had to get off my, my, uh, my cargo drone, and then I would just slowly hover to the next mission. <laughs> this sounds like a problem that's I've had in a lot of Ubisoft games, where you can find a a way of playing the game that is just so overpowered. There's never a reason to not do it. There's there's no reason not to play this game like that, unless like. You want to try out the other things, which I did temporarily, but then it would be, like, tangibly slower. Like, I really wanted to enjoy playing as a hitman because it's like, oh, you can take down two people at once and, like, you're, you're choking them out. And it's not this, like, non-lethal bullshit. Like, you're literally killing these people. It's crazy. But it, was, it wasn't fun. <laughs> you're, just, you're just slowly, like, hunched over, running around in a zone. Um, just like you are with any other character, he's not any more agile. He's just, just a better murderer. <laughs> not, so, but still not as good as your spider bots. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Is it just a power fantasy game, like a just cause, where like you're not really supposed to lose ever? You're supposed to, you're supposed to feel kind of like a god. I, d I don't think it's built for that, but you definitely. Okay. You definitely feel like that when you're killing everything with your drone stealthily, and you're like, well, this entire zone's done. I can just saunter in. And honestly, like, that's most of how I played um, Watch Dogs 2. Like, I'm playing it the exact same way because it was definitely the most efficient way in Watch Dogs 2, and they sort of upped the ante by making the, the tiny robot way better. <laughs> so, there you go. Huh, okay, well. Hmm, um, all right. Yeah, uh, other other quick hits. Uh, crashed constantly. Really buggy game. It's the lip syncing was totally fucked when I was playing it on One X, but seemed to re resolved itself on the Series X. I don't know why that was. Um, I had heard some people saying that this felt like it wasn't done, especially with the fact that some features are being promised for down the line. Like I think co-op. Yeah, it, it's not done. Online's supposed to be out in December. There's a 0% chance they're making that milestone. I'd bet money on it. I'd bet my firstborn on it. Uh, <laughs> because the game's not done. The game's not done. 
Uh, I'll, I'll jump ahead a little bit here and say I wouldn't recommend it to anyone because you're probably going to get a better game in three to six months. So don't buy it now, period. Well, that's that's pretty straightforward. That's a <laughs> pretty easy to read recommendation. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it, the, the the hacking was more janky than it's ever been because I'd be going around and my spider bot doing things and then I'd accidentally like I'd be trying to hack a person, but it would re retarget to like a camera and then it when you hijack a camera you leave the spider bot and then oh. suddenly it's just you're trying to refind it on this map and it's this tiny little thing so you're like fucking where is it <laughs> where is it and then somebody finds it and kills it and then you have to wait 45 seconds for it to come back on off cooldown instead of you know keeping a spare or something right Ugh. yeah Ugh. The, the voices never fit the characters, and like that, that may be a little bit of a, a stereotype, but when I was playing the Hitman, who was just like this serious-looking white dude with a goatee, he sounded like, he was just sounded like a townie. <laughs> it was like really <laughs> off-putting. So he had like a full suit on and a beanie, and he'd be like, yo, what's up, bro, what are you doing, mate? And it's like, oh, like, I don't like this. I, I'm so glad that we got you to do an accent. I'm so happy <laughs> about that right now. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my my Cockney white was, guy. No, I guess it was, it was spot on. There's no Dick Van Dyke there at all. That was spot on. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take that. <laughs> there are there are some cool things about the game. Uh, they did a good job with like the the talking heads at the end of like story missions. You'd see like different members of your team who would be playable characters. They'd be spouting off their input on the mission. So it's like, oh, hey, you're part of my team. I play as you sometimes. It's cool to hear you talking while I'm not playing you. I remember way back when this game was originally renounced. Renounced? Renounced? (laughs) I'm renouncing it. (laughs) Uh, Back when they originally announced this, and you and I watched a preview of it in one uh, one of the events, we talked about it you were concerned how they were going to get a story to work without an actual central character. Yeah. I'm curious as to whether or not you think they pulled it off based on your original concerns. The The story's dog shit. Okay. The story <laughs> so, doesn't... So there's they no, didn't. There's no cohesive story whatsoever. It's mostly centered around this one exiled hacker. That's sort of how they try and tie it together. So she's basically just barking orders to you, and then you playing whoever you are reads the same dialogue line, uh, recorded you know maybe eight different times by eight different voice actors, um, and it's it's like it's just like any other Ubisoft game. You don't really know why you're doing what you're doing. Like they explain it, but you get purged gets purged from your mind immediately because it was <laughs> so pointless or inane that you're like, well, whatever. You know, I'm gonna do it anyway. So off I go. Um, but yeah, like the story, the, the, the political aspect of it is basically like, uh, security firm is f- like forced their way in and become more powerful than the local government, more powerful than the police, more powerful than the military. And they're just doing whatever they want. They're, they're torturing people. They're cur- killing people in cold blood. And like, you're, you're the hacker group. You're trying to out them basically, but you know, not every, everyone listens or cares. Hmm. So, not really all that interesting. Uh, granted, not not that Ubisoft games have had the most amazing plots I- in the last decade, but yeah, it, it just doesn't get any go anywhere. It's it's very cookie cutter. Like, oh, there there's more things than you know. There's other people involved, and it's none of it's a surprise whatsoever. Like, there's no. There's no shocking turns of events like 
you get you get a couple allies along the way and then they do most of the heavy lifting character development wise but <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't pay off at all because they end up just becoming talking heads in the corner of your screen not not integral to the gameplay experience whatsoever well that is disappointing yeah yeah um yeah, that was I, I never believed that they'd get the story there but i thought they'd finally figure out the gameplay because it looked like they were starting to get there and it, there really are some good ideas but the reality is you they don't build the game out to take advantage of the character designs that they've built and all these cool templates and things like the the paintball wielding guys and the beekeeper and all this shit like it's it's all pointless because you can play it all as any hero with this starter gadget and you'll be just fine. So uh, one of those very wide, shallow pools. It, it, that's exactly right. It's the best way to describe it. That's really disappointing because I, I had, I was sure after Watch Dogs 2, they weren't going to make any more. That was it. Like yeah. they just, th- that was the end of the series. And when they announced three and they announced this kind of jumping around it sounded like there could be some cool stuff in there, and it's it's disappointing to find out that there isn't. Yeah, yeah, and like to be clear, yeah, Watch Dogs Two is definitely the high point in the franchise by a long shot. Um, mm. I was someone that was very this this Watch Dogs One got announced in the 360 generation, and I was super excited for it. I was like, oh, this is this is it. This is the fucking future, man. And it's still maybe the most disappointing game I've ever played because I was so excited <laughs> for it. So. Yeah, I, it's kind of come full circle where they just somehow continue to disappoint me. <laughs> I don't know how because I thought Watch Dogs 2 was a great game. I think that delivered on most of the promises of the franchise better than, uh, far better than the first one and even better than this one. So they they hand that game out. You can get it for free most of the time. You can get it for like $5 sometimes. Play Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs Legion, maybe check it out. It's it's fucking beautiful. It's gonna push the new gen hardware. It's it looks great on PC. I'm sure if you got a high end PC, it's it's a pretty game. Um, don't don't buy it now. Don't don't spend sixty dollars on it like I did. Do you poor, think poor, poor that souls. they'll be able to like? Does it seem like it's salvageable? Like in six months, it will be a better game. Like they can actually save it. They. The core game, I don't think so. I think if they put a tremendous amount of resources into like a an expansion and like really evolved on what they did, like I could like I'd be curious about the gameplay in that. But okay. like I said, the gameplay loop is just it's lame. Like going in and clearing out a mission zone and then going getting in the objective in the mission zone. Like that's every single thing you do in this game. Everything. Hmm. That that's kind of disappointing because I was thinking back to Watch Dogs 2 and thinking that there was some repetition in that game. So to, to hear that this is even more repetitive is just... Yeah. That hurts. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Watch Dogs 2 did a good job of like breaking it up because they'd have a, a bunch of different threads and it didn't pressure you to do any single thread at one time. So, and each of these threads, you'd have a mission that maybe like drive around, do this, do this, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be, and then it would usually culminate in going into a mission zone, clearing it out, beating the shit out of somebody, something like that. But like, there was a lot of different ways to get to that point. That's quite the opposite in this game. Hmm. Well, that is disappointing. 
Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's a disappointment, but I, I didn't have high hopes for it um, just based on the trailers. I mean, like I said, I love Watch Dogs 2, so I really hoped they would get it, get their shit together. But, yeah, they shot for the stars, and they, you know, didn't even pull the bow all the way back. Do you have any final thoughts other than what you just said? No, I think I jacket hammered it pretty good. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what we call a pummeling. Good old fashioned PML. So, do you want to figure out where you're going to put that on your uh, list there? Oh, should look at the list. Um. Uh, yeah, number twelve, right above Drake Hollow, and right behind Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> to be clear, these last three games on my list are basically what I consider unplayable. <laughs> so it's right above unplayable. Even though it was a lot of a lot of bugs. Yeah, it, it, there were a tremendous, tremendous amount of bugs, but it never was like I couldn't finish a mission or something. It was mostly, like, the game crashed four times on me, I think. Like, that's that's too many times. It's frustrating, but I'd get back in, like, the mission would work. The autosave worked, unlike Drake Hollow, where I could literally <laughs> not play the game anymore because it lost several hours of progress. So, it it functioned, but it was it was janky. Like, it was, like, unintentionally janky. Where are you putting Genshin Impact? I am putting Genshin Impact at number 11, right above Microsoft Flight Simulator, which you made that astute comparison with. <laughs> They're basically the same game. Why not make them tw- both 11? <laughs> because at this point, you know, I Flight Simulator, I would go to an area and I had immediately no idea what I should do. And I'd just be bored of it and want to just find a new area and be done. Genshin Impact, I at least found myself falling into loops. <laughs> Fair enough. It was still the same dirty loop, but at least I didn't feel time just slowly dripping away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, do we have uh, any sponsors this week, Andy? Sure. Why not? <laughs> this... This podcast. <laughs> this podcast is made possible by Slotsy. Slotsy is the absolute easiest way to play with dice. I've played them many <laughs> times. I've bought, I've played dice. This is bad copy. I didn't really have time or Fire, need to guy. play dice, so I just spent about fifteen minutes throwing together a dice game. Oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> it was incredibly easy that. with Slotsy, in my That's opinion. True. Building a game? What? You built the uh, game? Look, clearly swapping out the word Squarespace for the word Slotsy doesn't work. <laughs> this ad copy has taught us that. So instead, play Slotsy on Google Play. Play it a lot so I don't ever have to read copy like that again. There you go. We'll pay someone else to read the copy if you play Slotsy. <sighs> well, uh, where, where can they find us, Andy? You can check us out on the internet at oh god i can't remember any of our fucking socials it, are you on well <laughs> we're we don't really we're not really that active on socials so you can, if you want the latest follow us on on twitter and facebook um but primarily just follow us wherever you're listening to this right now follow the stream follow the rss fucking like the videos tell us why you don't like them like the feedback swell i like feedback i don't know about Come- you Go on uh, iTunes and give us some feedback, some reviews. Give us good reviews, like five stars. But, <laughs> but you know, just like 
get out there. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything to let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll cost. It'll cost us something. A little, little piece of our humanity dies every time we're judged. <laughs> so you could kill us. You could and if actually... that's something that you're into, you know, send us some feedback. There you go. All right, get it, get us out of here. Get us out of here. Do, do I just say bye? You, you do. <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. <laughs>